You're listening to the Tech Bytes podcast from the Packet Pushers. On today's show, sponsored by Fortinet, we're discussing an SD-WAN deployment with Payomatic. Payomatic is a financial services company in New York City. Payomatic chose Fortinet's secure SD-WAN to revamp its WAN, and we're going to talk about how Payomatic cut costs by migrating off MPLS and how the Fortinet secure SD-WAN positioned the company to take advantage of new infrastructure options. Our guest is Michael Saraceno. He is CISO and VP of IT at Payomatic. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Can you give us a very brief description of the company? Sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, so Payomatic is one of New York's or is New York's largest alternative financial service providers with uh, roughly 150 locations locations uh, throughout the five boroughs servicing Manhattan, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, and Long Island. And a good portion of those are 24-hour operations. Mm-hmm. And we offer services such as check cashing, Western Union, bill payment, commercial check cashing. And we also have our own uh, branded debit card called Empower. So, Michael, uh, why make the investment in SD-WAN and, in particular, Fortinet solution? So, our existing network design, we have a MPLS managed service. Um, we also have a secondary ISP at each site that kind of ties back up into that MPLS network via VPN tunnel. And it's very expensive to do that. And we also lack visibility at, that, uh, at the edge at each of our branch locations because all that traffic goes out through the internet from there. We don't have access to that device. Hmm. So the goal here was uh, in, in moving over was to help us cut costs and gain visibility and utilize some of that cost save to help us uh, with new tools, um, new services, and help migrate to the cloud. And with Fortinet, it allowed us to take advantage of SD-WAN at the edge on one device, which reduced our hardware footprint. Um, so we could do our security and our networking all on that same device. Okay, so you've got and, firewall and SD-WAN on the same appliance. Correct. And then we were able to take those two ISPs and bundle them together and uh, with IPsec VPN tunnels in the back, connect that up with a combination of uh, BGP for some dynamic routing um, to control the traffic. With uh, putting this new solution in place, now we gain the visibility and the insight to what we were lacking at the edge by being able to manage and maintain our own device. Okay, so you could get off MPLS, which is expensive. You can consolidate your footprint. You've got firewall and SD-WAN in one device, you've got more visibility uh, and um, you've got uh, better security controls, IPsec, VPN, and you can still do routing with BGP. That's kind of the whole package, yes? Correct, correct. And low touch once it's configured. Uh-huh, okay, that's also good. So at the start of the conversation, you said one of the reasons uh, the company went with SD-WAN is to uh, facilitate cloud adoption and get some, uh, to, to evolve your infrastructure. Can you talk a little bit more about what you mean? Yeah, so sure. Um, we're planning to migrate all of our applications to the cloud, and this supports us a way to support a hybrid environment and migrate the workloads with less friction. Um, we also were going to, we, we stood up virtual FortiGates running in the cloud in an HA config. So that gave us the ability to fail between devices and be highly resilient. And we did that at each of our core locations, you know, our primary data center and our secondary data center to help support the migration. Okay, so if you're moving applications to the cloud, that means to me right from branch to cloud rather than backhaul through headquarters or no, or not? Yeah, you got that okay. correct. So we wanted, since our main application would be in the cloud, we wanted the branches to go directly to cloud at that point. So we terminated that, or, you know, we terminated them up to a FortiGate virtual appliance. And then that would interact with the services in the cloud back to the client. And our primary data center, I want it to go away. I want it to be just, like a branch. I don't want a house to host any services in the future. <laughs> but you're no but fun, man. Come the on. Trick, the <laughs> trick is the trick is there is I need to support existing infrastructure and applications. 
while we do this migration. So right. everything, they need to come back to the core data centers and our DR, you know, secondary site as well yeah. while we do this and move identity providers and all of that fun stuff. <laughs> so there's a lot of moving pieces and keep it up and highly resilient and available at the same time. And running the business 24-7 in some places. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So being that the company is financial services, I presume security is a priority, very critical. Are you taking advantage of Fortinet as a security provider as well as SD-WAN? Yeah. So uh, with our previous solution, we were not able to capture the full threat landscape. And by utilizing Fortinet, we now are. So we can you know, protect our user data. Um, we get visibility into threats, malware detection and we can proactively block or alert on events. And then we take that a step further by using a 40 manager. So that gives us central management to uh, device management, push global policy and update firmware across all these devices across the field. So it's single pane of glass, which is really nice. It's, then, yeah, so you're getting, it, I mean, it feels like if you, back in the day, maybe you backhauled everything through centralized firewalls and we're getting your visibility and looking at everything that way, you basically still have that, even though you've distributed all of that security functionality out to the branch edge. Correct, correct. And it's nice because it's single pane of glass. You know, the teams that manage us do not have to log into each firewall to push a policy. Hmm. You could globally push that policy. And then we, we also took advantage of 40 Analyzer. So we're pushing all our, our log traffic to 40 Analyzer from all these devices at the branch location, which we never really were able to do that before. Um, and that 40 Analyzer, think of it as like a, a sim light kind of. Uh -huh. So you get like your, uh, your threats, your compromised hosts, your traffic, your top X destinations, um, policy hits, and anything like that through uh, 40 Analyzer. So this gives you sort of a quick dashboard overview that kind of integrates all the feeds coming in to see what's going on. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, are you running separate firewall appliances and SD-WAN appliances, or do you have them on one box? So no, it's, it's all one box. Um, the firewall is the FortiGate, mm -hmm. and that runs the SD-WAN and the, you know, the, the next gen, it's the next gen firewall and everything built into one. Okay. So that also cuts down the device footprint you have to worry about at each location. Correct. Uh, so you mentioned a bunch of Fortinet products, the, the firewall, the SD-WAN, 40 analyzer. Apparently you're also using Fortinet switches for the branches. Is this like, are you all in on Fortinet for that one throat to choke idea or are there like operational advantages you're getting? Yeah. I mean, so I guess it helps to have one throat to choke, but originally, you know. <laughs> I guess that's a very aggressive phrasing. But come you know, on, come on. One hand to shake. Come okay. on, guys. Thank you. Ian. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, originally we, I wasn't planning on uh, deploying 40 switches, but as I looked at their product line and I saw the advantages to use the 40 switches, I think it made sense for us. Um, so this, the switches, there's a built-in uh, switch controller into the 40 gates. So these, when you connect the, the switch to the 40, the 40 gate firewall, you gain uh, a place to configure the ports, the VLANs, et cetera, without logging into the switch. And since we use 40 Manager, all this talks up to 40 Manager. So now in that single pane of glass, I could enable a switch port. I could move the VLAN that it's in. Um, I could disable a switch port all without having to log back into that switch to manage it. And then we also gain, because both of these products work together, there is a integration in the security aspect of that, which is another benefit. Okay, so this is interesting because when we think of Fortinet, we don't think first of, oh yeah, they make switches. You know, that's like something you find out after. So that's really interesting. They make switches that integrate fully into their management platform. So now it, it, it's just an operational thing. Now it's easy to deal with all of the networking stuff for a branch in one chunk, one, well, going back to you, you said single pane of glass earlier. 
Yeah. And they have their own fabric and it all plays nice together. I was unaware of the switches at first as well until I started diving a little deeper into the products and what we were trying to accomplish. And then, you know, I noticed the advantage there. And you found this advantage compelling enough to take out the switches that you've already had in branches? Correct. So actually I purchased about 30 stores worth of switches that I uh, sat on to replace with the 40 switches oh, no. from another known company because <laughs> uh-huh. I thought it was that that compelling to, to use this and it would be to our benefit to use the 40 switches. Wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's an endorsement. So beyond the switches, you're using something called 40 extenders. Uh, so you really are all in. So tell us what the 40 extenders are. Sure. So um, you, you, have, you have a primary and secondary ISP. And if there is some catastrophic, catastrophic failure where a telephone pole gets hit or both links get taken out, that store could be down. So um, I was looking for a product that we could put in to do mobile 3G, 4G, 5G with. And they have a product called 40 Extender. And uh, we did a POC and a trial run on that. And it integrates really well. It'll, you could plug it right into the, the switch. And using that 40 link to the firewall, it'll show up as a network device in the firewall. And you can just bundle that right into your SD-WAN as a member. And that's it. It'll, it'll take that path based on SLA policy. So it extends your WAN uh, capabilities, if you will, automate some of the failover and such. Correct. Yeah. The same way you're doing with multiple ISPs bundled together in your SD-WAN, this is just another connection that's in there at that point. So one of the things we hear folks talk about with SD-WAN is suddenly they're getting visibility uh, into their WAN like they haven't before. And you mentioned this earlier in our conversation, but can you talk a little bit more about how you can monitor and troubleshoot uh, with, S- with Fortinet SD-WAN, that you, things you couldn't do before? Yeah, it comes back down to that single pane of glass and that console visibility there for the security, the infrastructure team to kind of monitor and, and see what's going on in the network. We also use that to uh, push policy out for whitelisting to the stores. So we get visibility there. You know, it's whitelist only policy. Mm-hmm. So we're not doing category, categorization filtering, which is nice. Mm-hmm. What about things like, you know, your relationship with your ISPs, SLAs? Do you have a better sense of, am I actually getting what I'm paying for? Can I push back if I'm feeling like performance is an issue or there's troubleshooting problems? I can say, yeah, I know it's not us because of X, Y, Z. Yeah, I mean, we're not measuring the bandwidth that we're getting through the ISPs, mm-hmm. um, but we're monitoring the SLA. So we can see, say we have 50 millisecond SLAs and now, you know, the communication back to these links is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. You could see that and we could go back to the ISP right away and say, hey, there's a problem with this link or it'll get taken out of rotation at that point because there is a problem and it's not meeting the SLA. Okay. Uh, did users, uh, employees, customers notice any kind of difference in performance when you got SD-WAN rolled out? The prior solution, there was failover involved in that, but sometimes things were sticky. The VoIP would not come back mm-hmm. or it wouldn't fail over as smoothly <laughs> because we were using two different products. We had the MPLS, and then we had a managed device terminating back into the VPN. And on their end, things would get a little little sticky at times. But with this, um, it's pretty much indiscernible to the end users. With the, the SLA-based failover, just the applications get steered to the, the better performing WAN link and uh, you know, any time of the day. So now we can get a little more sleep at night for this portion. I mean, there's <laughs> other things that may keep us up, but sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. In other words, the what's improved here is that the failover has gone from being something that kind of worked and, and kind of didn't, and sometimes it would impact the users too. Now it just works. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And when it comes to end users, no news is good news, I think. Yes. If yes. They're not complaining, then things are fine. Yeah. And you want to be as proactive all the time. You know, you don't want to be reactive in these situations. So th- this helps us a lot. 
Can you talk a little bit more about that? What, what allows you to be proactive? So just um, being able to bundle everything together. I mean, SD-WAN as, as, as a whole, it just helps because you configure it, you kind of set it and forget it almost. Um, you know, once you set your policies on it, it, it just works and you just have to monitor and make sure your connections are up and, you know, set alerting on if an ISP goes down this way, tickets get raised and open that that could get repaired because uh-huh. you don't want to have multiple ISPs down, but yeah. <laughs> so how far have you gotten in the deployment, Mike? Have you, uh, like you guys have about 150 locations as I understand it. Is, have you rolled it out that, uh, that widely and uh, what's that rollout experience been like? Yeah, so uh, we completed the the full rollout. Um, we did an exhaustive POC to test to make sure that how failover work, how we could get to the cloud, how everything would route. Um, and then we we stepped through it. Like we we have a lab that simulates uh, one of our branch locations. We deployed it to that. And then we rolled out, once we knew that was solid, we rolled out to uh, our low volume stores to validate and make sure. Biggest thing that we've came across with this project is ISP delivery dates. They just, they don't need it or there's a build out and they expect it's going to get cut in two weeks. And then no, it's two months and three months out. So, I mean, that was the biggest problem. And that's why we, we enabled 40 extender to help cut our costs because we had to support some of the new ISPs that were installed plus the existing. So by putting a 40 extender in there, we were able to disconnect the, the MPLS portion of it and rely on a single ISP with wireless which was not our optimal. We want two physical right. hardwired ISPs, but um, that allowed us to get through the project by doing that. But because it was a 3G, 4G connection, you could get a site up that much faster instead of having to wait for a line to come in. Correct. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up for all the time we have. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about Fortinet, you can go to fortinet.com. They've also got a specific SD-WAN landing page. That's fortinet.com slash products slash SD-WAN. That's fortinet.com slash product slash SD-WAN. And we'll also have that link in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Uh, Thank you, Mike, for joining us. And thank you to Fortinet for being a sponsor. You can find this and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.